Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. When we are looking at the emotion of anger, is it possible to divide it into several different distinctive types. So this is the question that Thomas Aquinas is considering in article eight of question 46 of the Summa Theologia Prima Secundi. And there's a long background behind this. You see him mentioning a number of names in this article, beginning with the philosopher Aristotle, but he also brings up Greg Gregory the Great, author of Moralia and Job, Gregory of Nyssa, John Damascene, Cicero. There's a number of different big thinkers out there worried about anger and trying to distinguish different types or species, the word we get species from. So how do we in fact divided up. And it's, it's very interesting. I'll point out too, there's a little bit of trivia that Thomas, you can bet that he's going to try his hardest to incorporate Aristotle. Aristotle actually distinguishes four different kinds, five if we count the Eudamian ethics of anger. Thomas is going to read Aristotle as essentially talking about three distinct kinds because he's lumping two of them in together. So if we look at the initial arguments as you know, every article in the Summa begins with, he says that it seems that John Damascene has incorrectly distinguished three types of anger. We can translate these Latin words in a lot of different ways. Fel manium furorum, right? So we have... We could translate this as wrath, ill will, and rancor. And what we're going to see is that the words aren't that important. What really is important is the function of these different types. And he says that the members of a class are not distinguished from each other on an accidental basis, right? Secundum aliquod oxidens, but the three types are only accidentally distinct. The first reaction of anger is called wrath. Enduring anger, anger that's permanens in the Latin, is called ill will, mania. When it seeks an opportunity for revenge, vindictum, right? Then it is rancor. And so the argument here is, well, they're not really distinctive types. They're just distinctive, we could say maybe modes or ways in which anger is manifesting itself. So that's one argument. The next one is, is even more terminological, right? And it's playing off of both Greek and Latin. So he's saying, look, Cicero and John Damascene are not actually on the same page as we'd want them to be. So Cicero says that irascibility is called thumosis in Greek, a kind of anger that intermittently flares up and subsides. And this is in the course of the Tusculan Disputations where he's discussing it right? John Damascene, however, holds that thumosis and rancor are the same thing. Therefore, rancor does not persist in its search for revenge, but after a time dies down. So this is kind of an issue as well, right? 
where does this thumos or thumosis actually fit in? Now we're getting more terms thrown into the mix. And then finally, here we get a different threefold distinction. This one is very interesting, right? Because Gregory the Great in his Moralia on Job. So this is a commentary on Job in the moral sense. He's going to talk a lot about moral matters. And he suggests that there's three degrees of anger. Silent anger, right? Iram sine voce, that is anger without a voice. Vocal anger, iram cum voce. And finally, outspoken or expressive anger, iram cum verbo expresso, right? So it's being quiet, but being angry, saying something, and then actually saying something that somebody's about to hear. And what does he correlate this to? Well, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, Jesus says there's three different things that have to do with anger. If you're angry with your brother, then you're liable to the judgment. And then there's this, if you say this word raka to your brother if you call your brother you fool then you know each one is a little bit more serious so he says whoever is angry with his brother this is silent anger right and then whoever shall say to his brother raka indicating anger that's vocal but not fully expressed right and then finally whoever shall say thou fool which is a complete statement so this doesn't line up with John Damascene's division of anger and Gregory would be proposing an alternate. So, you know, maybe we could have a fuller account or maybe we have to correlate these in some way. So what does Thomas say? Thomas says, well, you know, they're all kind of right in a way. Let's see if we can connect these together. He says the three types of anger that John Damascene and Gregory of Nyssa are talking about are based on factors which intensify anger, augmentum, right? Which give an augmentation to anger. So how is anger augmented? And here Thomas says, well, let's think about the way anger works. We've got a pain or sadness, which is caused by some sort of slighting, some sort of wrong, some sort of injustice against a person. The person gets angry, right? So there has to be a reaction that crosses a certain threshold and builds. Then there is holding on to the anger. He uses the term remembering. It's stuck in the memory. What's stuck in the memory? Not just the feeling of anger, but the pain or the sadness. And finally, what anger is looking for is vengeance or vindication, vindicatio. And so that's the structure of this complex emotion. And Aquinas says, well, you can have an intensification of anger in three different ways. You can have it here at the getting angry. You can have it here at the remembering. And you can have it here at the vengeance. And each of these changes the, the kind of anger that we're dealing with. So he says, the first is the ease of the reaction, right? Some people get angry too quickly. And this is called wrath, you know, fell because it is easily aroused. Now, is there a good lexical argument there? I don't think so, but he's distinguishing it, right? So some people are wrathful because they get angry too easily. They jump to conclusions and stuff like that. Then he says, in terms of the distress, which, you know, the sadness or pain, which leads to anger and is long remembered. So the sadness or, or pain is a feeling that results at a moment and then you hold on to it for a long time. Third, on the part of the object desired by the angry person, vengeance, right? So the second we call ill will, mania, or you could say holding on to anger. And then finally we have furor, right? The word that we actually get fury from, 
rancor is, is a good way of translating that. The desire to inflict revenge on the other person. He says this is a function of that which is never satisfied until punishment has been inflicted. And then he brings in Aristotle and he says Aristotle actually talks about these three types. Aristotle will actually call these vices of anger. We have the choleric, the acutos, the people who get angry too quickly. The hotheads is another great way of translating it or quick tempered, right? And then others he calls bitter, amaros in Greek, pikros. They hold on to that feeling of being angry and they won't be mollified, made soft for a long time. And then finally, the third type are the bad temper, the difficiles, the halapoi in Greek, those who are literally kind of a pain in the ass, the, the grudge holders, the vengeance seekers. And does this correlate perfectly to Aristotle's discussions? Not exactly, but it's close enough, right? So this allows us to answer the first thing. He says, any factor which contributes. Now, it's very interesting that he uses this word perfection. And it's there, right there in the Latin. He says, omnia illa per quae ira recipit aliquam perfectionem, a, a being brought to its fulfillment. We don't usually think about perfect anger, but we can talk about anger running its, its full course. And so he says any factor which contributes to its perfection is more than accidental. It's, it's actually kind of essential to anger. So we can distinguish according to these factors. Then the second one, he says this irascibility, thumos or thumosis, irascibility in Latin and in English seems to fit the first kind of anger, which is quick tempered rather than rancor. But thumos, which in Latin becomes fur, may imply both quickness to anger and a firm intention to attain revenge. So it kind of straddles the whole thing. We don't want to use this term in part because it's a little bit too loosey-goosey or ambiguous. Finally, the third one. Remember, Gregory brought up an entirely different classification. He points out something really important just in the words that he's using. He's been asking about types, species. What is Gregory bringing up? He's not bringing up types. He's bringing up degrees, grados of anger, right? First, you're angry to this extent, then you're angry to this extent, then you're angry to this extent. And all of that could be in any of this stuff. So he says, these are distinguished according to the effects of anger and not the degree of perfection, non autum secundum diversam perfectionum of this angry reaction itself. So in a certain way, the Gregory classification is maybe less essential than these three types that Thomas is distinguishing. So you see that he's able to take in a lot of different you know, earlier perspectives on this complex emotion and bring them together in a way that at least allows him a plausible classification of the different types of anger. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.